the following that's not good. We start. I, I know exactly what's going on too. Hold on, I need to mute this computer, and then uh, I can't play anything from here. But that's okay. Um, uh, sound. Let me mute you uh, because we are we're having camera issues today. Believe it or not, Zoom issues. Can you imagine on this show? Anyway, um, so I'll do it this way. Hi. I'm not going to play a goofy open today because we're talking about a very serious subject. It was going to be the big news open, but I can't play any audio off that computer right now. So bear with me as I bring in our guest today. We're just going to hit the hit the ground running here. So um, I met this woman online um, when I was looking for a speaker on the day of the big rally in Washington. Um in support of Israel. And I, I reached out to a few people and I met Deborah Ben Adjaret. And I'm probably saying your name wrong. Uh, hi, Deborah. First of all, welcome to the show. And thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Uh, so is it Adjaret? Adaret. Adaret. See, I, I knew I was mm-hmm. saying it wrong. Um, and uh, Deborah, you are an American Israeli. You moved to Israel, what, 12, 13 years ago? Yes, 12 and a half. Okay, so, so I was right in the middle there. And um, you, you found your husband there, you had children there, you made a life. Totally. And, and one of the things that I wanted to talk with you about is what life is like there, and especially where you were living. Now, you're back in the States. Now, you returned home to a suburb of Illinois where you were living before on October 8th, Yeah. No, oh. a few weeks after. Okay. I'll, ex- I'll, I'll get to explain. Uh, I'll explain why. But a few weeks after that, we were evacuated on October 8th. I so I haven't been in my bed since October 6th. Oh, man. But we've been uh, in the suburbs of Chicago since October, in the mid-October, my girls and I. Um, oh boy. Uh, hold on. I, I, I'm, I'm dealing with, uh, I have my, um, my, uh, I know I have an echo, uh, hold on one second. Cause we got to fix your echo. It's always okay. something and I will get it in one second. I need my chatters and uh, David, maybe you can tell me too when the echo stops because one of these will, um, will do it. All right. Deborah, talk to me so I can make sure I still have audio on you. No. Okay. Uh, There we go. Now I hear you now. And hopefully the echo, echo, echo is gone. Everybody sounds fine to me on my end. Yeah. And to me too. But I, I, I go to the chat room um, Uh, (laughs) for them to tell me this is what happens when I don't have a, um, a producer. So (laughs) hopefully the echo is gone. We all good. I hope. All right. No one's telling me anything differently. So hopefully the echo is gone. So, um, I guess, you know, one, th- there's a few things. There's so many, is it better? There's so many things. Okay, good. So many things. So one of the things I want to ask you about, you are living on a kibbutz in Israel. We have people opining on social media about things they know nothing about. Can you, for those who don't know, explain what a kibbutz is and what life is like there? Um, well, when kibbutzim, that's the Hebrew for kibbutzes, uh, started, it was, you know, right at the start of Israel. And it was a very communal, wonderful way of living where, I mean, that's why look how Israel's flourishing after just 75 years from nothing. People worked together. Um, people raised the kids together. Uh, there was, um, 
tinokia, like a nursery where you, where you put your babies and, and daycares where the kids are, are really grown. Everything was communal. Everything was fair. People weren't making higher salaries than each other. Everyone sort of had jobs in the kibbutz. Um, now, as life has evolved, there are still kibbutzim. Some of them still operate that way. Um, ours, if I'm not speaking, if, if this is correct, I'm pretty sure, is kind of half and half. There are still kibbutz members who um, work that way. They they have a job in the kibbutz, they have a, a, a certain salary, and they get that salary and or from that salary, their kids can go to the daycare for free. Um, there's, there's communal cars in the kibbutz that you can sort of borrow, borrow the oh. kibbutz car. Um, we were not kibbutz members, but we built a house um, in the kibbutz, in the extension of the kibbutz. And we had regular jobs driving in and out. We still paid some, you know, like membership fees to be there. But if we wanted to go eat in the dining hall, we paid for it. Um, we sent our kids to the, the preschool. We paid for it. It's, in my opinion, and a lot of opinions, a wonderful place to raise young children, especially Um we had a petting zoo and cows and, you know, kids are just riding bikes and skateboarding and going to their friends' houses. And there are roads in there, but it's not like a city where you have to be so careful. There's no stoplights. There's no stop signs. It's it's like, you know, a little community. Um, and, and the daycare would, you know, walk to the petting zoo and play outside and go learn how to milk cows and things, you know, that kids don't necessarily get exposed to when, when they're in a, a city. Um, so my story specifically, if I can just, I'll get into why I picked a kibbutz. Uh -huh. um, when I moved to Israel, I was single and I moved to Tel Aviv because that's fun. And I was that's young. That's the and city. That's and where people hang out. It's a, it's a very metropolitan city. It's the New York City of Israel, gotcha. is, is what people say. Yeah, um, it's uh, it's it's not super religious. Um, I mean, if you want to see the most tattooed people per, per capita or something, it might be Tel Aviv. It's a beach city. The food is so good. It's nightlife. It's just so that's where I moved. Uh -huh. um, when I met my husband, though, he had grown up in the South and he actually had been working in uh, Stay Rote when we met and we were dating long distance Stay Rote Tel Aviv. And after we got engaged, he said, you know, come to the South where we can have a whole house for what you're paying for this one bedroom in Tel Aviv. You know, right. it's kind of like what you're going to pay in New York City, but you can go live in Westchester and, and, and get a house kind of, you know, kind of a comparison. Um so first we moved to Ashkelon. He immediately wanted to move to Zikim. And I was scared because I was an American and I understood um, that Kibbutz Zikim was on the Gaza border. And I understood that that was dangerous and right. I didn't want to live someplace with rockets. Um, and I told him, I'm not quite ready to go live in, in Zikim. Let's let's live in your house in Ashkelon. He bought a house years okay, ago. So now I'm hold on. I'm looking at a map. Right. Of that's Israel. What that's what I want to bring up here. And I'm right. um, OK. So let me just um, here. So if I bring this up. All right. So um, we see, you know, Israel is a very tiny country. Um, how big is Israel for those who don't know? You can put Israel because I'm a teacher in Israel. And the first day of class, I teach kids. You can put Israel into Lake Michigan. OK. OK. 
Israel and Lake Michigan are pretty much the same size. Gotcha. I mean, think about that. The whole country of Israel is pretty much like Lake Michigan. Lake Michigan. So that's the whole country. Now you see, so it's the, it's the, for those looking at the map that I have up on the screen, it's the white area. Um, uh, It's bordered by the Dead Sea on the one side, the Mediterranean on the other. You see the Gaza Strip and it really is a tiny strip right along the coast. Now up here, right above the Gaza Strip, I, I went too far, right? Ashkelon, you can't can't even you can see Ashkelon because that's the closest um, southern city on the coast to Uh Gaza. But our kibbutz is between Ashkelon and the northern tip of Gaza. It's not marked on the map because this is a small map and you don't see kibbutzim. But our community of about 800 is south of Ashkelon, north of Gaza. Okay. Um, Wow. So yeah. um, you're you're right there. What, like like two or three miles from yeah, about Gaza? A, about a mile. Zikim is about a mile and a half, mile and three quarters uh, from Gaza, which means Ashkelon is about three miles, maybe three and a half miles. Um, in terms of how many seconds you get to run to a safe room. Part of the reason I wasn't ready to live in Zikim yet is it's a huge difference. And Ashkelon, you get about 30 seconds, which is horrible, but sounds like a dream compared to Zikim, where you get five to eight. Wow. Now, five to eight. Okay. So let's stop here for a second, because what you're talking about is in each house, at least in the areas bordering Gaza and maybe throughout Israel, there are safe rooms because- Not each house. Not, not, each, not each house. house. Okay. In many houses, there are safe rooms. And as you explained, these safe rooms don't have a lock. It, they're not designed to keep, say, an armed intruder out. They are to protect their fortified rooms to keep you safe from incoming rockets because exactly. rockets are fired from Gaza all the time, all the time. How, how often? Time. Well, when we moved to the kibbutz about six, seven years, about seven plus years ago, when I was worried about it, my husband said, you know, Hamas is annoying. They're they're annoying. They fire rockets now and then. Okay. But they're just annoying. We don't have to really worry. The big, the big worry is Hezbollah. Um, Hezbollah from the North, from Lebanon. From the the North. That was my husband and a lot of Israelis perspective is, you know, to him, it's safer to move to the Gaza border. Um, However, when I when I had agreed to move there. So, wait, I want to back up a second because I lived in Ashkelon during the protective edge war um, and I was eight months pregnant. And the only reason our house had a safe room, because the older homes do not. My husband's parents do not. Elderly parents that can barely walk are in Ashkelon. They do not have a safe room. The only reason our house had one is because he was renting it out to a daycare and it's a law. If you have a daycare, you have to have a safe room. And so the daycare, we got a free one. The daycare built a safe room. And when they left, we moved in and we had one, which oh. became my newborn baby's bedroom, you know, because okay. that's what you do. You put your children to sleep in the in the safe room. And just so everyone understands, it's not a scary looking room. It, it looks like a room like anything else, but it has cinder block concrete walls. And after the glass window, you have iron doors that um, when Hamas is acting up and it's a rocket day 
or week or whatever happens, you can close that iron. And, and Nicole, like you were saying, it's just to protect from a rocket. If God forbid, and it's happened, a rocket hits your house, the rest of the house might get destroyed. You should be okay in, in the safe room. Okay? okay. So we lived through that war. I was eight months pregnant, spending a lot of time in the safe room. And after that war, and my husband said, you know, let's build a house in the kibbutz. Um, we couldn't really afford to do renovations in the Ashkelon house. We could afford to build a whole new house in the kibbutz because um, the, the the state of Israel does give incentives to people that, that will live on the Gaza border um, and we don't have to pay the high tax. So we could afford to build this gorgeous house. So about seven years ago, I said to him, okay, you know what? Fine. It's a difference of 17 seconds or 15 seconds, basically, because Ashkelon at that time during Protective Edge was also getting rockets and Hamas had started firing further and further a little bit. Okay. But I still said, okay, let's live in Zikim. I'm going to weigh it like this. And our house is going to have a safe room. And there are safe rooms rooms, bomb shelters all over the kibbutz in the public areas. Every sports field has one. All the daycares were reinforced. So when God forbid Hamas is acting up, you don't have to run all the kids into a separate room. The whole daycare is safe. Um, now you you said fall, you said though that when when you get the the notification that what that you, that a rocket was fired, you have so many seconds to get into the safe room. How many right. seconds? Well, if you look at a map that the the homeland security there gives you, they say that the the it, it's kind of in like uh, rings, you know, from Gaza. There's like a few different rings, and the in 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 those each time increases. Like in Jerusalem, you get two minutes. It feels like a dream. So as you get further, you get more time. We are technically supposed to have 15 seconds. Oh, I will man. tell you from experience. I don't remember ever having 15 seconds. Um, we usually hear us personally, we usually hear a massive boom, which is usually Israel firing off the dome, the iron dome, right? Iron dome. Mm -hmm. And then I know I, my, my body, I'm conditioned. I hear and I already get up and start running because a few seconds later, we're going to hear Tseva Adom, Tseva Adom. Now we're so close to the border. We don't get a siren like the rest of the country, like, you know, a tornado siren, a siren. Mm -hmm. We actually get this woman's recording. Seva Adom literally means the color red, but it means code red, code red. So by the time I hear and then the Seva Adom, Seva, I'm running and I'm usually just closing the door behind me when I hear the explosion, which thankfully is usually um, the dome intercepting. Right. And, and I heard in one of your other interviews um, someone asking about the dome, if it gets so overloaded, it just can't catch every rocket. Sure. But if we didn't have the dome, there'd be no Israel. Like the world has to understand the reason Israel is there is, is this dome. And what kind of a country has to make a non-dome? So I want to, I want to back up. I agreed to, to move to Zikim, but since we had moved there six or seven years ago, new things started, new terror started happening from Hamas. And it was not only rocket days, you know, you get rain days and snow days. We get rocket days. Yeah. Wasn't only rocket days. They started thinking of other ways to inflict terror on the citizens. Everyone has to understand, not the army on us. 
they started sending incendiary balloons that, especially in the summer, would light fires all over the South. I Were had these to like myself, regular balloons that kids would run after? So yeah, they looked like balloons. They even some of them even said, I love you because they're oh, so funny. Man. Bouquets of balloons with explosive devices attached. Once they attached them to an eagle. Where's PETA? Where's the outcry? Did you even ever know that happened? Nope. nope. They attached it to an eagle and flew it over. Now, I had to teach my children not to go near balloons. Oh, Someone would have a party in the kibbutz and a flyaway balloon is down. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Wow. I would be driving my kids to their ballet. Here's a fire. Here's a fire. Here's a burnt field. And at the time, my kids were, you know, three and five. And they're saying, Ima, it's mom in Hebrew. Ima, someone's barbecuing. And I would just say, yeah, honey, because uh, I don't, don't want to tell the girls, them. no, Hamas is, is burning our... So this is something they started um, doing a few years ago, really ruining the crops, ruining, you know, burning some houses, burning some property. Did you you guys see that on the media? Not so much. But this became regular life. I have videos and videos. This became regular life driving. Oh, look, a Hamas fire. Then. And this is totally crazy. They started um, burning tires. It became almost a weekly ritual. Every Friday, they would go to the border fence and they would burn tires. On Friday, just in time for Shabbat, right? In time so. for Shabbat dinner, right. Um, where are the international organizations? Do you know how bad it is to breathe? I don't think it's legal to burn tires. No. To well, it's it, not only is it a health issue, it's, the, you know, we're destroying the planet and that'll exacerbate that. But I guess they didn't care about that either. Hey, totally. Cause I'm going to about to tell you why they did that. Cause at the time we didn't know it's just, we can't breathe. Um, I got used to not being able to have my windows open. I would wake up in the morning, wake up my girls to go to school. It's a tire day. It's a fire day. It's a, this was life. This was life. This was the smell. This was life. This, you know, it doesn't mean that we're going to war and they're starting a war. They're just, this is how we lived. And, 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 in my opinion, it was like, even by my government, that's okay. It's just the border communities. But if a rocket went to Tel Aviv, Israel woke up. But this is how border communities, how we've been living. We do nothing to them. I just want to go about my life. I want to have balloons at my child's birthday party. I can't actually say we do nothing to them. We supply their gas and supplies and their electricity. You know, and I want to get to that. For if you're just tuning in, my guest today is Deborah Ben Adoret. I said it wrong again. Um, <laughs> and, and she's an American Israeli. She moved to Israel 12 and a half years ago. She is back now, um, lived with her husband and two young daughters in a kibbutz just a, a three miles north of the Gaza Strip. And a mile and a half. A mi- oh, a mile and a half. Okay, even less, even closer. That's scary. And, you know, what I wanted to get from you is what you're telling us is what life is like in Israel. Because the picture painted by the media and oh. others on social media is that, oh, Israel's this big, bad boogeyman do- raining down terror on the Gaza Strip. But I wanted you to tell what it's like living in Israel, it's no picnic because you've been, they rain down missiles on you guys every day, burn tires, do send 
incendiary balloons over. Oh, but they don't target children. Okay, so now we're caught up and and right. poisonous. And, and That's so right. For the people joining, I was saying I've been in the kibbutz for six or seven years, and we have rocket days. And they, they send over burning um, explosive balloons that I have to teach my children to stay away from balloons. So they started burning tires every Friday at the border. And the, the I mean, the smell and the pollution is horrible. And this had been going on for maybe the last, I'd say, year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and we didn't know why. We just thought they're trying to make us suffer. Um, we'll get to October 7th, but I'll tell you right now. Um, why they were burning tires because the tie, the burning of the tires makes such an awful black smoke that the IDF who's doing security along our fence can't see through. So for the last year and a half or two years, they had been burying bombs along the border fence in preparation for October 7th. For how many, for how long they were doing this? For at least a year, at least a year. This was planned. Oh, this was planned. This was backed by Iran. This was very strategically planned. So here's my husband who says Hamas is just annoying and it's rockets now and then. And we've learned after October 7th, that is not the case. But um, I do want to back up for a minute and say just like in the big picture that before October 7th, This is life for Israelis living along the Gaza community. We get rockets, random rockets that will never be in any media anywhere. Can you imagine if Mexico fired one rocket into California and it's news? It's not on the news. San Diego. Um, Right. It's not not happening. Right. It would be maybe an Israeli nightly news, but you wouldn't see it here. My friends and family and my, my when I moved to the border, all of my uh, family in America got the rocket app because they want to know when we're getting rockets because you won't see it in the news. So every now and then I'm getting from my parents, are you okay? And I tell them, yeah, it was in the next community. This is just how we live, okay? We we got used to it. This is just how we live. And I find myself as a parent taking my girls to a, a birthday party and, and looking around, where's the closest bomb shelter? Where's the oh, closest... Man. My girls were not old enough to walk themselves to the bus stop, but I found myself going, wait a minute, the walk from here to the bus stop is more than the five to eight seconds we get to run to a safe room. What do we do when there's an alert? My girls are walking to the bus. I have thoughts as a mother that people in the, in the rest of the world, like don't have to have, like, don't, I know who else teaches their children stay away from balloons because there, there could be a bomb from Hamas attack. That's so this crazy. was, this was just kind of regular life on the border. And you sort of like, it's awful, but got used to it. Now, October 7th, I'm going to tell you my personal I, I, story. And hold on one second. I did. I found another map that shows Zakim okay. so we can see where you were living in relation to okay. um let me just uh bring this down so uh make it big enough so that everyone can see it so um here's the here's the map and you'll see um right here um okay we're right where it says israel right there in the middle go to the left there's ashkelon right below it is zakim and mm-hmm. there is the border for gaza so you're right there now this map is showing the attacks um 
uh, rocket strikes by Hamas, all those orange dots were rocket strikes by Hamas. And the red squares are reported firings. And then the green are airstrikes by Israel in response. But you could see it's it's such a tiny area. What we're looking at there is just a few miles, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. If you go to the highest hill in our kibbutz, you can see could see Gaza City. Mm-hmm. And we would have we would have regular days where our security would send us a message and say, they're a little riled up today. Don't go to the highest point of the kibbutz because we were in 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 eyesight that, uh, of them just like firing or shooting, which they also do and you don't hear on the news. Sometimes they just go to the border fence and shoot. You wow. don't hear about that. So from the highest point of our kibbutz, we overlooked Gaza. Um, now, October 7th, my husband had fallen asleep on the couch like half the time. So I was by myself in the bed and a, and a huge boom woke me up at 630. And that's not unusual. So I was just going to go back to sleep. So this was 630 Saturday morning, the 7th. OK, because that's when Correct. everything started happening. Right. Correct. A Jewish holiday and Shabbat, 630 Saturday morning. And he ran in and said, Sevadom, Sevadom. And I said, it's too late. And I was going to go back to sleep. Oh, because it's too late in that too many seconds had already passed. Right. Right. If it hit, it already hit. If like if it's going to hit, it already hit. Um, It's too late for me to get out of bed and and run next door. So I didn't. But we kept getting more. So I said, okay, And I ran without my pants, you know, into the girl's room next door and they were stirring. It was waking them up. And we told them. It's just Sevadom. Go back to bed. And go again, back to their, bed. Room, their room is the safe room. That's why you went their in their is, room. Yes. Got it. My girls are six and eight. Their their room is the safe room. It's small. It's a small, it's a small room. It's a, smaller than a regular room. They have bunk beds. Um, and we told them, go back to sleep, go back to sleep. It's just Sevadom. And how crazy is that? Go back. It's just rockets. It's just rockets. We've gotten used to it. Why is it okay that we're used to living like that? But anyway. And we saw that it just kept happening. Um, and at some point we heard do, 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 And we didn't want to rile the girls up, but we looked at each other like that's not That's normal. gunfire. That's- right. That's that's a sound you don't right. normally hear. Correct. We live near the army base. So our Azikim army base. So I know what that sounds like, but that was too close. That was not, we're used to practicing. That was not practicing. Um, now, we had gotten a message from our security staff that there had been um, Hamas terrorists that infiltrated bordering communities. We, as of right now, are not one of them, but stay in the house, lock the doors, lock, stay in the safe room, close up your houses if you're not home. We were turning off our air conditioning. We closed. We have... Um, like metal blinds. We closed everything, um, but we weren't quite sure what was happening, you know, um, but we heard things that were not normal. Now I'm trying to keep my dir- my girls calm, but I'm also trying to figure out what's happening and, and not, you know, alert them. We lost internet and cell phone service somewhere Saturday afternoon And in hindsight, now I will tell you, it's probably a good thing we did. But at the time, 
we were appalled and hysterical. Like, how can we be this disconnected? I, you know what it means? It means I can't get my rocket apps. So I have to crack the window to make sure I hear it. Seva Adom, Seva Adom, because the speakers aren't that good. We usually go by the app. Right. I don't have my app. I don't have the news. I don't have anything. And I'm just sitting in the bomb shelter while my my husband is taking out kitchen knives. We don't have a gun in, in case we're invaded and safe room doors, as you were saying, don't, don't lock. lock. They're not made for for terrorists on foot. They're not made for ground invasions. They're made to, for rockets and shrapnel. And, and and what you what you knew the the little bit you knew was that some border communities had been invaded, right, right. So at some point, my husband and you also have to remember since we only have five to eight seconds and we're just sort of continually getting rockets, I have to pee. My girls <laughs> have to pee, but we don't have time to pee. Now, if you're a little further north or in Jerusalem or Tel Aviv. You have two minutes. It's like it's like a dream. We don't have time to pee. We were sneaking. I mean, we were taking everybody out and just risking it like we had to pee. We didn't even have uh, there's stories of people that peed in buckets. And my husband brought food in. We brought the TV in at one point because we knew we we're going to spend. We don't know what's going on, but we're going to spend the whole day here. We brought the TV in for the girls. My parents were visiting. Right. You said they, that you had another safe room built downstairs, right. like a basement. Our whole basement was built as guest room slash safe room because we built the house anticipating that for the next war, instead of evacuating to a hotel, we could like live in our basement. Who has to build a house like with that thought? We did. So we told my parents, just stay downstairs, stay downstairs. They had a bedroom, they had a bathroom, stay downstairs. We'll update you, stay downstairs. At some point Saturday, when there was like a lull in, in rockets, I came and I, and I peeked out through our metal, um, tree blind, right? Uh, the, blind, like blinds, blind, right? And I saw tanks heading towards the beach towards our army base. And I thought, okay, well, good. The IDF is here, but I still don't know why. I still don't know what's the IDF, the Israeli army. Right. But you felt a little safer because you saw Israeli military thinking, okay, at least we're being protected. Exactly. Exactly. So somehow we, we calmed the girls down enough to go to sleep. And my husband and I were setting up mattresses on the floor of their bedroom to go to sleep. And Saturday evening, we're still out of contact with, with everybody and everything. And my husband has to risk his life to go watch the, the live news to see what's even happening. At some point Saturday, some of the army came, you know, with their vests and guns. And they said, do you want to evacuate? You can leave. Some people are leaving. And we thought we answered, no, we'll just we'll here tonight. Where are we going to evacuate to? And we didn't yet know what had happened in our community, which I'll get to. Right. So at the time we were like, no, we'll, we'll evacuate tomorrow when there's an orderly um, program of where to go. Because the, the, the Israeli government, in an orderly fashion, evacuates communities to specific hotels so at least the whole community can be together. And we knew that by Sunday morning there would be an organized, okay, Sunday morning when we still have no phone or internet, um, when the army came and evacuated us. 
Well, first I have to say my, my nephew who's in the army came, none of us had phone and he had a special antenna with, and he says, your sister's on the phone. And I'm like, how did my sister get to my nephew who's in the army? Your sister in the States? My sister in the States who was hysterical that we were all massacred or kidnapped because she couldn't get a hold of us. She was on social media. She contacted the embassy, the consulate. They were putting up missing persons posters. She was talking to my sister-in-law in in Ashkelon and my brother. So I, 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 I talked fast enough. She was hysterical to let her know we're alive or okay. We're all evacuating. She probably knew more at this point than we did. So as we evacuated, my husband drove, um, we packed up, we had an hour. The army said, you have an hour, pack up, we'll evacuate you. We packed up. I didn't know how long we're leaving for the last war. And you still didn't know why, what was going on, right? Okay. We assumed it's another war. There's a lot of rockets and and we'll go and it'll, it'll be like the regular wartime, which is they act up and send a lot of rockets. They decide they, we retaliate. They decide they want to cease fire and we say, okay. That's pretty much like how it usually goes. So we assume that's what's going to happen. During the last war, by the way, when we went to evacuate, I had no car. I had no back windshield. Shrapnel had blown out the windshield. Luckily, it was only my car. But I said, oops, I guess we're taking your car to my husband. I mean, so the damage, and I heard you also say this once, it's not just wherever a rocket hits or does. Even when they're exploded above us, there's damage everywhere. Right, the shrapnel shrapnel falls down, right. Yes. I have a shrapnel collection. Some people pick weeds in their garden and we pick up shrapnel. It's just, that's just how it is when you live on the border. So anyhow, my husband evacuated first in the car in front of us with my parents. I drove behind him with my girls and I'll tell you what I saw. And then I'll tell you what there actually was. And thank God I didn't see. We have a rural rural road that goes from the kibbutz to the main highway, which has now been, you know, evacuated and cleaned out and there's army everywhere and traffic. There's no traffic, you know. And so we floored it pretty much from the kibbutz to the main highway. And at some point there was a stopped car just in front of us on the road that we had to swerve around that I saw a huge bullet hole in the front windshield and nobody in the car. And it's just sitting there. And I later learned it's because a terrorist stole the car and they were on their way to try to infiltrate our neighboring kibbutz before the IDF, wow. you know, killed them. And I guess dragged them out of the car, but they hadn't had time to move the car. So that's what that was. I felt like I was in a foul episode, you know, right. but I was like fight or flight. I've got my girls and let's just get to the hotel. So later my husband says to me, did you see all the bodies? And I'm like, what? No. And apparently there, as we're, and thank God my girls didn't see it, as we're driving out, there were dead Hamas bodies along the road. I mean, better them them than us. Right. So I'll tell you what I, so as we got to um, the highway and I suddenly had internet reception, I had over 200 messages Friends and family desperate to know that we're okay and alive. I had all of the updates from the news and videos and horrors, horrors of what had happened. And I'll I'll tell our story quick first, because the only reason that I am here to talk to you was because we had an army staff and a volunteer staff that acted on their toes so quickly. What happened in our kibbutz, you saw how close we are to the water. Yep. 
boats and boats and boats of terrorists, about 50 Hamas terrorists bombarded our shoreline. The very thinned out, very young teenage IDF staff that was on duty because it's Shabbat and it's a holiday, right? They don't have like the high sergeants. It's just our recordings of them now saying, look, 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 what's this boat? What's this boat? Oh my God, it's terrorists. And they managed to stop. Let's see if there were 50 and nine came to ZK. They stopped 41 terrorists from coming up on our shore. Now they couldn't get everybody. And this is the story of October 7th. How could it happen? How could it happen? Because we were caught off guard and we didn't think they had the the brains to do anything like this, which honestly, let's be honest, they don't. I ran, you know, back to this and taught them how to do it and planned it. We never thought something like this could happen. So our security did the best that they could because they managed to get rid of 41 terrorists only nine came through the beach, killed everyone they saw. Oh God. And I have personal stories about this later. If we have time, I could talk for days, killed everyone. They saw slaughtered teenagers. Everyone they saw went to our army base, at which point there was a big fight. But like I said, at six 30 Saturday morning, our army was caught off guard. They managed to kill a bunch of soldiers steal their uniforms off of the dead bodies. Oh God. Steal army trucks and come to the gate of our kibbutz. Now, when we heard the, it was Hamas firing into our kibbutz. And the only reason we were safe is that all of the residents at that point were bunkered down in the safe room. I can show you cars of bullet holes and damage and, and, you know, everything from the, now when they came to our gate at first, our security staff, which, by the way, there's only two or three that are that that's their job. Otherwise, it's volunteers that mm-hmm. are, are called to, to volunteer in a situation like this because this is unprecedented. They came in an army truck in army uniforms. And for a minute, our security thought, cool, it's the IDF. Oh, God, they're here to save <laughs> us. And in fact, they weren't. They pulled out grenades and such heavy out- artillery that our security went, oh my God, holy shit, that's not, we don't have that artillery. One 35-year-old brave dad threw the grenade back in time to kill the Hamas, but he's had surgery. He has shrapnel in his legs. I mean, he got hurt. No one in our kibbutz died, but people, they got hurt. But this is the only reason I'm here today. So they killed four of the nine terrorists and five fled. Now, when you looked out the window through the shutters and you saw the, the the tank or the Jeep or whatever it was, and you thought, oh, cool, the military is here to save us. It was actually Hamas. It wasn't. Oh. I made a mistake oh. in one interview I gave. Okay. They didn't. My husband said, oh, my God, if they stole a tank, we're really in trouble. They're not that smart. They stole a truck. They stole a so truck. the tank okay. that I saw was hours later oh. when it was the IDF. Okay. At that point, going to assess the damage because people were already dead. Israelis were already dead all over the place. And Hamas had already fled and and moved on to the next, you know, I mean. So there's a girl in our kibbutz, 18 years old, and her friends, 18, three 18-year-old boys were fishing on Zikim on that morning. And she didn't hear from them. She didn't hear from them. She didn't hear from them. Her phone finally went off and she thought, oh, good, it's them. Do you know what it was? 
no. pictures <gasps> of their slaughtered bodies. Oh my God. Hamas chased them into the bathroom, slaughtered them. I mean, butchered, not just a gunshot, you're dead, butchered them, then picked up the phones of these teenagers and sent out the photos to their contact list. Imagine that's, oh that's what your daughter, they think. So I want to talk a little, a little bit. So this is us and, and we're safe. We're physically safe. And we were evacuated to a hotel in Jerusalem where my husband still is. Okay. We have not been allowed, you know, no one talks about this either. There's 250,000 Israeli refugees that are not in their homes. that are not allowed in their homes. Right. Not well, I live up north and I chose to come here, which is still horrible, but I don't ha- I don't have the choice. I do not have a home right now. Um, it's an, it's all army right now still. Um, so we were living out of a hotel and about two and a half weeks into it. I my husband and I just decided this is no way to live with girls. We have dual citizenship. Uh-huh. I took them back to a suburb of Chicago. Um, anyway, so he's still there. And he's volunteering when he can. He's barbecuing for soldiers and everything. I don't, I mean, I could talk for days. What what I have to say to people, I've had some interviews to be on Fox, okay? To be on the news here. Mm -hmm. I have watched my one hour interviews get cut down to three minutes and turned into almost a fluff story. That's what they do. I can say from personal experience, people. It's not accurately being reported at all. The rise in anti-Semitism is appalling to me. I am appalled. I am floored. There are facts Mm. and then there are opinions. What I what what I want to be clear is that. These are not the regular Palestinians. This is not about peace. This is not about land. Hamas is a terrorist organization whose only goal is to annihilate Jews. Yes. To wipe Israel off the planet and kill every one of us. And not only Jews, Christians, gays, and even Muslims who don't agree with their motto of annihilating all the Jews. Their motto openly is... We love death as much as the Jews love life. They went into a music festival. Yeah, they did. Of teenagers and young 20s and just butchered and slaughtered over a thousand kids gang raped. Where's the Me Too? We're not hearing we're not hearing much about the 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 rapes that took place and what they did to these women. Actually, Sheryl Sandberg, who used to be the CEO of Facebook or whatever, she finally made a video. She's like, where is the international community? There's a uh, I don't know if you saw it. um, A journalist. I think she's on. I think she's on CNN now. um, Biana Gold. I'm, I'm going to butcher her name. It's a Russian Goldoriga or something like that, who who took the U.N. women's person to task. It's like, why will you not condemn Hamas? And she's like, oh, we condemn all crimes against women. She's like Hamas, what they did to these women in Israel. Why won't you condemn it? And, and this woman spoke word salad. It's really right. f- more than frustrating. 
I'll tell you why, in my opinion, and I saw this on Facebook and I'm going to use it. Me too, unless you're a Jew. (laughs) That's all I can come up with. Right. Because I want to be clear. They gang raped girls so brutally that there are some whose legs couldn't be straightened out for their funerals. Yeah. Whose pelvises were broken. Freedom fighters don't gang rape. They burned babies. They kidnapped babies. They beheaded babies. Right. They burned families alive. And I would like to take this opportunity. And this is graphic, but it's real. And I won't name the other Chicago radio station that wouldn't let me show a thing. But this is what people need to see. Okay. And and the reason I do these talks is because there are Holocaust uh, deniers also. Yes, there are. They're almost gone. And it's a it's a blessing and a curse today. We have all this technology, but Hamas is very proud of it. And they videoed a lot of these brutal rapings and killings. And I would like for all the the non-believers or all the pro-Palestinian, I would like to show you the atrocities. And I would like to say that it's not just my opinion. Uh It's not I'm not making it up. Um, Reporters have like cringed and vomited and and cried from seeing things that the general public is not allowed to see. One of my colleagues in my life on the border with Gaza group and Facebook used to be a reporter. He saw footage of Hamas holding down a second trimester pregnant woman and cutting out her fetus. Where's the outrage? Where's the outrage? No, you don't hear it. And what you do hear are the people saying that's just not true. It is true. You're a witness to this. What's what's the Israeli goal of like making any of that up? We had peace on October 6th. Yeah. Israel never goes in and does anything to civilians or or murder. I'll get to that. I would like to show some proof for a minute. Okay. let me let me do this. I want to issue a warning that I haven't seen this yet, but you told me what what it is you're going to show. So if you do not want to see what happened turn away for a minute or three um we'll let you know when it's safe to come back but not horrific horrific okay because things that because it's after the fact and things were well maybe i shouldn't say that of course it's horrific it is horrific okay yeah you can use your you know what i mean yep tell me when all right and now just so you're gonna all right so um uh so so if this like is okay to anybody That's a baby. uh, That's like a car seat because they just kill and and slaughter. And these, these are from Hamas. I don't even have a TikTok account. They're not mine. These are, there's a three month old baby shot in the head. Oh my God. Here are burned babies. Oh God. Here are burned Israelis. Let me tell you something in Judaism. You need to bury as many bones and body parts of that person as you can. There were so many burned bodies in cars. They are burying the cars because they cannot collect and separate the bodies from the cars. Okay. How do you like this family? Look at the Arabic. They're proud of it. Hamas posted that families just slaughtered. Now this one, this one are charred remains and a CT scan 
of a parent and child who were burned alive by Hamas hugging each other when they were burned alive. You can see the two spines intertwined. Oh, my God. Now, you you showed how big Israel is, and we said, but I would just like to show it again. Uh I love this. That tiny little yellow is Israel. Here's Israel. Big bad Israel. You know, Gaza and the West Bank are in here, too. But this whole thing is Israel. Tell me again how we're occupying Israeli land. Um, Here's Hamas. Not Hamas. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's my point. It's not Hamas. These are the innocent Gaza civilians who are celebrating and passing out candy after the October 7th slaughter. So we'll get to that because you think there's innocent Gazans. This is a car in my kibbutz that was mm. damaged from uh, a rocket. My my house is just two houses this way. Wow. Take a look at this bed. Take 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 a look at this uh-huh. toddler bed. Oh if you tolerate God. this, your children are next. I mean, I think America America should thank Israel because I'm sorry, America probably you know. They, they don't just want to kill Jews. They openly state they the best case scenario. If you're gay or LGBTQ, whatever, oh, in God, forget it. Scenario right. Is you'll be in jail if you're not dragged by your feet around the city and thrown off roofs. There is a serious problem going on in this country, in Europe, that people are the, the liberal, the mostly liberal, the young generations are progressive are equating freedom fighter you need to separate you can have i'm not political you can have your own opinions about palestinians and and jews and the a two state or a not two state in my personal opinion they'll never be happy because if you look at history jews keep giving back land for peace and we just get suicide bombing and rockets and and that hit, you know, you got to learn something from history, in my opinion. But you can have your opinions about that. But Hamas is ISIS. Yeah. They're terrorists. And yeah. you, these people, you have to separate that. Yes, free the Palestinians from Gaza. Yes, but free them from Hamas. Right. Not free them Jews. from Hamas because Hamas does not protect the Palestinians in Gaza. Mm-hmm. Hamas is killing them as they indiscriminately as they kill the Jews. So you are correct. And let's not just take your word for it and my word for it. Um, I would like to show this is also very graphic. We'll do a warning in a minute. I'd like to show videos of what happened. Um, First of all, I want to tell all those people, learn, go take a dictionary and look up the definition of a genocide. Yeah. Because the population in Gaza has like quadrupled since Israel pulled out in 2005. By definition, there's no genocide. There's no apartheid. Yep. The Israelis in Israel, my accountant in Israel is, is uh, the Arabs. My accountant is Arab. There is an Arab um, Palestinian doctor living in our kibbutz. There are Arabs in the parliament. There are Arab surgeons. All the Arabs in Israel have the same rights as Israelis. I will also show you a video of Arabs telling you that. There is no blockade. Israel, like I said, I I live right near the electric towers. We supply Gaza with their electricity. My friend's husband is one of the truck drivers that trucks in Tons of supplies to Gaza, which, by the way, in my opinion, why is that our responsibility? Right. 
Jacob doesn't want them. Jordan doesn't want nobody wants them. Nobody's helping them except well, that's, for Israel. You know, that is the other part of it. Uh, it, it Egypt borders on Gaza and where they they have that border closed. So what the hell? Thank you. Their borders closed while our border was letting them in every day to work and look at the thanks that we got because Wait, I also so- need to share to share this with you. This wasn't just Gazans attacking. I mean Hamas attacking. This was the regular yeah. innocent Gazans on video, they had lists of whose homes to go to, of where the trucks were. I'm not saying every Gaza Palestinian was guilty. There were some very innocent ones. They built my house, very sweet. Came in, you know, innocently to work, but it was ruined for all of them because the ones that are on the side of Hamas, which I really have to tell you now has been proven that it's most of them, Claimed this and helped. There's a family, a religious family in one of the total torched kibbutzim that their house was not touched. And they showed a reporter in there the other day and they were saying, how is this house not touched? Because they always go out of town on Shabbat because they're religious. And the only reason they didn't go on October 7th is she was so pregnant she couldn't go. That house wasn't burned because they were not they were literally they were on, the, on list the list that Hamas yeah. had that said, skip that house, they're not home. Oh, my God. This was planned. This had the help of those innocent Gaza civilians who have been allowed in Israel to work because we haven't had a blockade. So that has to be like, hello. Now I, I, I know we're like running out of time. I could talk for days. I'm happy to come back, but I have to show this video. Please. For the All people right. that do not believe how humanitarian Israel is. And if you want my personal opinion after living through all this, tough shit, there's casualties in war. Israel still takes so many precautions. You said this on another show. Hamas uses human shields. They built a whole underground world with the supplies that we gave them, by the way, for yeah. plumbing and, and instead of the supplies you gave them building. for the innocent Gazans, Hamas right. takes it and uses it to build weapons and tunnels. And, tunnels. and I've seen videos right. of those tunnels and right. some of them are fortified steel because totally. they they take all the supplies that protect should go to the people yeah. to, to protect themselves. So um, there's proof of this, too. Israeli, as they've been invading Gaza, they go into an elementary school on this side of the wall. There's all the pictures the kids drew. And on this side of the wall are rockets aimed at Israel. And I also have interviews of an Arab woman saying, I took my son to Shifra Hospital and nobody helped us because it's filled with weapons and it's filled with Hamas. And Hamas knows that Israel would never bomb a hospital. Let me be clear. Israel could have wiped Gaza off the map if they wanted to. In one day. If Israel didn't care about the innocent civilian life, the war would have been over on October 8th. To say that they take precaution is an understatement. And this is the the grotesque video I want to show now. And I have three if we have time, but this is the first one. When Israel told the Gazans, we're going to bomb here tomorrow. Y'all should walk south. What happened? Hamas shot and killed 
Those innocent Palestinians who were going south, who were trying to get to safety, trying to walk south. And you can see footage, not in the media, no, but I have footage of Israeli soldiers escorting those Gazans out with tanks to protect them from Hamas. In what war does one side help the, the civilians on the other side? So don't take my word for you it. Know, Let's there's just- there's one other thing that's been very hardly reported, which is before they would hit a target where they knew that Hamas was using human shields, they would call. They'd call somebody and say, evacuate that building because we're going to hit it. They would no. give them warning to get the fuck out. No. I don't know why the world can't see this. I don't. All I can come up with is anti-Semitism. It's yeah. all I yeah. can come up with. And I know the media doesn't help. But if you care at all, you can seek out these truths and these proof, these videos. If you, But you have to care a little bit. Yeah. You got to look for them. So can we screen share so yes. I can show this appalling? Um, one second. Um, 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 hang on. I mean, I mean, I, I don't even like, I can't even, I I can't even, I can't even. Everybody take a good look at, there's the tires they Uh, burn. uh Uh-huh. They're not shy. Take a look. Sorry. Throwing people in the ditch with the tires. With the tires. This goes on for five minutes. Oh, my God. So this guy has his hands tied behind his back, and they threw him in a ditch with the tires, and I guess they're going to kill them all. For the people, right, for the people. This is what the Nazis did, mass graves. But these are not Jews shooting Palestinians. These is Hamas shooting their own people (laughs) who tried to escape to safety. Okay, world? Okay, world? Here it is. But you won't see this on, on mainstream media. No. Now, if we have another, I, I'd yep, like go. people to hear the son of Hamas. Yes. The son of Hamas who had to seek asylum. Uh, Mark age, I don't want even to think about a Palestinian state. I don't care for a Palestinian state. We have 22 Arab states and all of them are garbage. Mm. I don't want another Arab state in that region. It's enough. They have all the human resources. They have everything, human resources, natural resources, and they are behind. They found a corpse. They kidnapped a corpse. They did not only kidnap living beings. They kidnapped corpse to bargain for money. You saw me as a Jew undercover at a pro-Palestinian rally. I have one more. Listen listen Uh to this uh, Arab woman in Israel. Oh, so for the people who who can't watch it, it's an Arab woman in Israel saying there's no apartheid, there's no apartheid. I have all the same rights that everybody else has. It's the only democratic state in the Middle East. We have the right to be educated, to elect, to be elected, to be a parliament member. So a woman is saying these things, and in all those other Arab states, women do not have those rights. Oh, my God. In, in Gaza, they don't they can't travel without a man. In Gaza, they don't have these rights. Wow. They have them in Israel, not in Gaza. 
It's so, amazing. It's amazing. And the, the level of disinformation that is spreading that people and you go on social media and, and that's why I get so angry because people are talking out their ass. They don't know anything, but they're experts. They're just totally. the experts. They're all experts. They've never been to Israel. They've never met totally. And that's, that's why I'm talking where I can and share it because it's appalling to me. Appalling. You know, okay. and I just got to show you. So there's a troll in the chat room. Somebody, oh, Geo Deuce, who, who quoted, uh, tough shit, okay. there's casualties in war. Got it loud and clear. That's the one thing this idiot took from everything you said. Fuck you, Geo, whoever you are. Uh, and and he's out of here. That's what he, that's what he got. Really like fucking Amazing. idiots. I don't, I mean, what would happen if, if, if a Canadian, if a Mexican came into America and gang raped and beheaded baby and people would say, America, hold back. Don't fight. But what? Right. What I like to ask people is, and we're going into overtime. We've lost the progressive voices network, but that's fine. We can go as long as we need to just, uh, and, and, and people in the chat room are warning, watch this before YouTube takes it down, which they likely will because. Believable. Hello. Um, but, but. And I lost my train of thought. But the whole thing is just the, the, the level of disinformation of people who don't know anything. You've lived there. You've lived through this. You lived through, miraculously, October 7th. Um, and as I've said, look, I'm a secular Jew. I've, I don't have religion. I'm an atheist, for God's sake. And I, I never really embraced my Judaism. But something flipped in my brain when I saw what happened on October 7th. Because one if thing. If you're human. If you're human. I, exactly. Exactly. And yeah. And I'm so sick of the bullshit. It's like, oh, Israel's bombing civilians. No, Israel is warning civilians. Get out of there. Now, it, Gaza had one election, what, 16, 17, 18 years ago when Hamas was elected into power. They've not held an election since. What right, I don't right. understand is why the people of Gaza won't get them out of there. What you, I have an, I have a video answer for you. Yeah. I have a video answer for you because they're breeding terrorists. Well, of course they are. They're, it's, it's already been almost 20 years. Children, the the math problems in the textbooks are literally if you have three Jews and two stones, I'm not kidding. They go to Hamas terror camp, which is the next video that I'd like to show you. And that answers your question. Uh -huh. How are you going to um, a university, um, an Arab university right near Ramallah did a survey a few days ago. OK, in the West Bank, did a survey. 75% of Palestinians agreed with Hamas. 11% were indifferent, indifferent to gang rapes and baby beheading. I do believe there are some innocent people left in Gaza, not enough. Right. And you see what happens if you speak out, you get killed in a mass grave. So unless Hamas is annihilated, there aren't going to be innocent. Right. Now, now, let me say one thing. Um, you know, you mentioned the West Bank. The West Bank is a different uh, situation. And I think what uh, under Bibi Netanyahu, 
the settlements and how they keep uh, pushing Palestinians out of the land that is their home is wrong. Netanyahu, and I said we weren't going to get into politics, but I just have to say it. Netanyahu needs to be removed from office the same way Hamas needs to be removed from the planet. He's he's evil. He's not good. And he's not doing anyone any favors. Um, This this whole thing. But we can't we can't like equate that to. No, you can't. It's a different. I I get it. No, no. Hamas are terrorists and Bibi is just a criminal. Uh, he is Israel's Trump. He shouldn't be in power. And what's happening on the West Bank is deadly wrong. All right. Now I'm off my okay. high horse. So I do want to show this video because I th- it's really important to understand because it does sound like why can't they just get Hamas out of God? Why can't the Palestinians just get because they're breeding terrorists? You don't really have a choice. And I want to show this summer camp. For Gaza children, where they learn how to kill Jews. One moment, one moment. Wait, let me share screen. Here we go. So here's here's what you get. Can you see it? No, no, we're not seeing it yet. Nope. We hear. There we go. Okay, there we go. So this these are the kids. Jewish soldiers. And now these are what six year olds, maybe five year olds. Some are dressed up as Jewish soldiers. Some are dressed up as Hamas. They all have fake guns. They're shooting Jews. And then the Gaza women, who are five-year-olds dressed up as women, are coming to to kiss all the poor dead Palestinians. This is disgusting. My girls go learn art. They learn dance. They learn, you know, sports. They don't learn to kill so oh whoever's interested God. in seeing uh, these videos can join our our life on the border with Gaza Facebook group because it's it's just a lot of truths. But but that to me that's that's my answer to your question. Why can't they? Well, that know? explains it. That explains it because they are breeding uh, the next generation of terrorists. Um, yeah. And and they've they, you know propaganda is a powerful tool. Um, and, uh, you know, the thing is, it, I mean, don't they understand that all the supplies, everything that's sent, uh, you know, somebody uh, made a very interesting comment in the, uh, the Life on the Border with Gaza um, okay. group, you know, it, where a video was shown of the innocent people in Gaza jeering the, 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 the hostages who are being released and taunting them and, and, um, and said, and, and filming it on their cell phones, like, well, gee, they don't have power, but they can all charge their cell phones. Right. Um, Isn't that convenient? Some things just don't make sense. I know. And all the Hamas leaders live in Qatar and they live in these gorgeous mansions. And then the poor Palestinians who don't have food. Right. But it's not because of us, but it's it's Israel's fault. It's Israel's fault. The tons and tons of trucks, like, and and where is Egypt and where is Lebanon? Um, I'm, Egypt is on the border with Gaza. At least Lebanon is on the bo- northern border of Israel. But Egypt, what's their excuse? They don't want them. Nobody wants them. And somehow it's Israel's responsibility. It's, it's that tiny little me. sliver of a country. Um, yeah. Big, bad, horrible Israel. And yeah. let's talk about why Israel exists, because after the Holocaust or during the Holocaust, no country would take Jews who are running for their lives, including the United States. 
So they got one little sliver of land. And, and they and what happened? They celebrated. They celebrated. And the next day, every Arab country attacked. The Jews always celebrate for any little sliver, any little. And that's right. That's the history. And then the Arabs attack. We'll give you this land. And then the Arabs attack. We'll give you this. And then the not every Arab. But, you know, that's what happened in his that that's history. That's history. Leave us alone. And 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 Jews are, are indigenous to the land thousand years before Christ, 1600 years before the rise of Islam. There's archaeological proof that since 1300 BCE, Jews have been there. I'm not saying Arabs weren't, but there wasn't a rise of Islam. The Christians weren't even there. Well, the Christians came from a Jew. Go figure. Well, yeah. So I saw a funny (laughs) Facebook about that, too. To all of you about to celebrate, you know, the birth of a Jew. Why don't you acknowledge what's going on right now? I know. I know. I know. know. And the hate is just so strong and so ugly. And And ignorant, though. Ignorant, ignorant. though. Like ignorant hate. Like since this has happened, anti-Semitism is up 400 percent. And it's like... What are you protesting? You're protesting that it's okay to behead babies? Yeah. All the people ripping down the hostage. You don't rip down a missing dog poster. I got to I got to share. I got to share a, a post. Um, so there's an artist. I, you know, I come from music radio is my background. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's what I would like to get back to because doing this stuff just is is not good for my mental health. However, right. But um, uh, so there's an artist who I've known for 30 years, who's really wonderful. His name is Peter Himmelman. He happens to be uh, an observant Jew. And so he he doesn't tour. He doesn't work on the Sabbath. So Friday nights Mm -hmm. and Saturdays, he doesn't work. And I think that has impeded his... um, you know, his career, because he should be he should be a superstar. But mm-hmm. here's what he posted yeah, he today. Um, he's got a he's got a um, a painting. He's also like a, 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 a an artist, a painter. Oh. And he painted a, a picture. It's up on my Facebook. Well, it's N. Sandler is my Facebook. Um, but here's what he wrote. And, and the, the picture and I, I can't you know what? Maybe I can. Well, it's it's a it's a kind of a terrifying picture. He wrote, okay. at this moment, here's how I view this painting. On the one train last night, he is in New York. Mm-hmm. A woman rammed into my oldest friend's son, striking him hard in the back near his neck. He's a slight young man. He was wearing a kippah, uh, something he insists on wearing in public. And that's uh, a Jewish garb. It, it, it obviously. It, Ed oh, it's a, okay. I think I have right. Um, Uh, not knowing what to say after he was struck, he blurted out the first thing that came to mind, quote, is everything all right? The woman responded. It was a woman who did this. No problem, you dirty little Jew boy. It would... (laughs) No problem, you dirty little Jew boy. It was painful for him and embarrassing more than anything since he was with his fiance. Then on his way back uptown, he heard two guys shout, go home, Jew boy. And then Peter wrote, we have a little boxing gym in our garage. I never punched as hard as I did this morning. I let everything out. It felt strange to beat the heavy bag and weep like a small child. This kind of shit is happening in every city in this country and around the world. It's not only here. Uh, it's all just a little bit of history repeating. I keep quoting this song. Absolutely. We learned, again, I'm a secular 
atheist Jew, but one thing I learned about was the Holocaust and never again. And here we go again. It's now. It's now. This is the biggest genocide of Jews since the Holocaust. And, you know, I do want to say an interesting difference that a reporter had said somewhere. This barbarism, barbarianism is worse than the Nazis. The Nazis went out and drank at night to get drunk and forget their atrocities. Not Hamas. Hamas cut the breasts off a woman, gouged the eyes out of her husband, killed her children, sat down and finished the fucking breakfast that yep. family was. Yeah. Gang raping corpses. Yeah. They're not no, going what home they're doing. Things. These are atrocities. And to have mm-hmm. people, when I say Israel has a right to exist, uh, they have a right to defend themselves. What happened on October 7th is, is beyond any humanity and God and, and Hamas must be eliminated. And for that, these former friends of mine call me a genocidal, uh, a, 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 you know, sympathizer and a Nazi. It's appalling. It is appalling. I think everybody needs to think about this. Israel is the only country that has to defend defending itself. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Why does Israel have to defend defending itself? Right. I don't know. And the thing is, the Hamas, you know, spokespeople, more than one, more than two, have said, given the chance, we would do 10-7 over again and over and over and over again. Their goal is to wipe the Jews and Israel off the planet. They have no other goal. They want us dead. And if they kill everybody else in the process, so be it. And the scary thing is that seems to be okay with a lot of the world. I know. With people that I used to call friends and allies. Yeah, me too. It's, it's really, uh, it's, it's so sad. Um, the world is sad. It's, it's, I, I just don't know how else to put it. It's horrific. It's disgusting. It's terrifying. You know, I'm, I'm 64 years old. I have never seen this level of anti-Semitism in my life. I've heard about it, but I've never experienced it. I'm experiencing it now. Yep. And so if I get emotional, if I get angry, if I get ugly, that's why. That's why. Deborah, I'm so sorry for what you went through. I'm sorry that your husband is not here with you and your daughters. I'm sorry for the way the world is treating you and is treating us for the, for the, the crime of being born into a Jewish family. I, I, I never thought I would say those words. This is so not me. If you go back and listen to my show from years ago, you would not hear these things out of me. Again, a, a switch got flipped in my brain when I heard what they did on October 7th. And I keep hearing more and more. Do you know there were some young people, I call them kids because they are, they're all kids to me, who, who were able to escape and they fled. And apparently on the roads, uh, because this music, Nova Music Festival was not far from the border either, they have these st- standalone shelters that are safe rooms. So if you hear, a, you know, a rocket coming from Gaza, you can go into one of them. They went from one to the next to the next and they threw live grenades 
in these shelters where upwards of 20 or 30 kids were huddling in a tiny room and burnt them alive. And the ones who survived, they kidnapped and brought back to Gaza. There's 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 horrible recordings of that, of the Israelis, like they threw a grenade. There's so many recordings coming out of last phone calls. And it's I have the chills. It's. The world needs to know what happened and what continues to happen. And it's not just big, bad, horrible Israel, you know, hurting the Palestinian people. That's not it. It's not it at all. But until the, until there's going to be more shows like yours and media like yours where honesty can come out, it's not going to happen. Nope. It's not, it's you have to seek especially in this in, in, in with this topic you have to want to really research and seek out the truth and unfortunately yep. It's a lot of talking to ourselves and preaching yeah. to the community. and a lot of people saying, well, that's not true. It, yeah, it is. It is. It is. And if you look for it, you can find it. And the IDF aren't posting big videos with the army because they're busy saving people, not raping and torturing and beheading and being proud and posting. So you're going to see some, you know, a little bit less of that. But there are totally interviews with Israeli soldiers that will tell you exactly what they saw, exactly what they did with survivors. That'll tell you exactly what they saw and what they did. It is a fact. And I don't know if you know this and I'm blocking his name, the head who orchestrated this whole thing. This is appalling to me. This came out today or yesterday was imprisoned in Israel. Oh yeah. Had a headache was found to have had a brain tumor. Israel operated on him saved his life his fucking life his goal is to annihilate us and he we operated on him saved his fucking life and then he orchestrated the october 7th attack and why because we're jewish what the fuck seriously what the fuck seriously what the fuck but you won't see that you won't hear about that no. Or or what we call Pollywood, that so much of the statistics and photos and videos, and I have I have proof of that too, shown are from the Hamas media uh-huh. and they're made up. Yeah. I have one up on my Facebook page where the Palestinians are doing fake blood and they're making shards stick out, ready, set action, and it's like not real. There's one guy who's in tons of videos. He died in one. He came back two days later and he's in another video. <laughs> There's so much fake, fake, fake propaganda about it. The statistics aren't aren't real. Like we said, Gaza would be wiped off the map if Israel wanted to. And Israel just cares about saving all those civilians that Hamas doesn't want to save. Right. Why is it our problem to save them, honestly? I don't know. So, and and my yeah. question to the people who are like, yeah, but you genocide and you're killing everybody in Gaza. And it, what would you do about Hamas? You're going to just let them regroup and come back and do 10-7 over and over and over again as they've promised to do given the opportunity? What's the answer? I, well, in my opinion, that's why it's just anti-Semitism. 
because there's no genocide. We know numbers wise, statistic wise, there's no genocide. Some innocent civilians have to die, but usually it's because Hamas wants them to and uses them as, as human shields. And yes, what else should we do? Oh, a few civilians might die. So let's just not do anything and and let them keep our hostages and gang rape and just keep coming back and doing it. It's okay because we won't do anything about it. Right. And by the way, with the hostages that have been released, they're They're in horrible shape. They're in horrible shape. There was one propaganda like thing with one person. But we're hearing the truth. A doctor kept a kid in his attic and didn't feed him. I mean, that, that just it's disgusting. And there is still a 10 month old baby that they are holding. Why? One man escaped at one point. And the regular innocent civilians brought him back to Hamas. Yep. Yeah. Everybody lost 20 pounds, 15 pounds. There is a woman in critical condition right now, but an elderly woman who they had had has burn marks on her from her body being dragged from place Mm -hmm. to place. Come on, people like open your eyes. Really? Well, when it's. Not yeah. not not when it's Jews. Yep. Who cares? Really? Nope. The the bottom line here is not when it's Jews. It's uh, there's no give me another explanation. I wish give I could. I wish I could. And, and that's what makes it crazy. Um, I'm just so grateful for this opportunity, because like I said, I've been censored almost everywhere else. And one news outlet told me they couldn't show any of my pictures because I don't have the copyright. Oh, please. Like, All right, well, why don't you contact Hamas on TikTok and maybe they'll, right. they'll give you the copyright. Um, well, here's the deal. So this is a live webcast. It goes out live on YouTube, Facebook, mm-hmm. Twitter, shitter, sorry, and Twitch. <laughs> and um, uh, let's see if we're still going in all those places. Uh, I can't see the tw- we're still on Twitch. I don't know about Facebook because I wound up closing the window. Hopefully it's still there. I have no uh, confidence that this will remain up on YouTube because someone's going to flag it and knowing YouTube, they'll take it down. I am going to keep a copy of it um, and it's here. Um, I would love a copy. You got it. I will download it. I will send it to you. At least one of them will survive and we need to just share it because people need to hear the truth. Totally. Totally. That's that's. That's where it starts. It starts with the truth and education. And that's that's the only way that there's hope. That's it. How are how are your girls? Do they have any idea what happened? You know, they do not know about any of the ground invasion atrocities or hostages so far, which is part of the reason I chose to bring them here, because when we were all in a hotel with our whole community, I mean, my girls are six and eight. They don't have TikTok. All it was going to take is some teenager or some kid with TikTok to be like, look, yeah. and I just, they don't need to know that. I don't let them listen to me speak. They know that I'm speaking, but I don't let them listen. I there's There aren't, um, there aren't hostage posters all over where I'm living, so they haven't seen that. Um, and they just think that it's another war, another oh. rocket war. They and how sad is that? That that's just how normal. That's that? a way of life. How sad is this? During the last war, which one of my friends here said, I didn't even know you had that. Last May, 
when we were evacuated and we went to a hotel, which is like a little fun for kids, right? right. For a few days, you feel like you're on vacation. My, at the time, seven-year-old was learning about the Jewish holidays. And she was learning that almost every Jewish holiday is celebrating that we survived a massacre. Right. Right. Think about that. We survived the plague. We survived the massacre. We, we survived We survived and again. And then we survived right. destruction of the temple. And then when we got to the hotel in Jerusalem, she said to me, Ima, it's Chag Tseva Adom, which means it's the, the code red holiday. Because to oh. her, it happens every year. Oh, and we're, we're, survi- we're celebrating that we're surviving some. How sad is that? It's the Chag Tseva Adom. It's heartbreaking. It's they horrible. They have bad dreams. They're coming in bed with me. They're both, they're both in therapy. I'm very grateful in the, in the big picture. I'm really proud of them. I enrolled them in school here. They're in school. They're making new friends. They cry and ask me when they're going to see their dad. He's going to visit in a few weeks, but um, this isn't normal. And no. and my, I didn't know this. My mother told me yesterday that my eight-year-old said to her, grandma, I know things an eight-year-old shouldn't know. Oh God. Yeah. And no. I don't know exactly no. what she's talking about. She knows exactly. more than you know she knows. She might know more than I know she knows. I mean, I'm yes. going to like cry thinking about it. My. I'm so no, sorry. An I'm so, should, this should, should not be happening. You know, even before this happened, one day last summer, they were playing My Little Ponies and they were playing Seva Dome. Oh, God. And my mom, who's a therapist, is like, then, well, that's good. It's healthy. And I'm like, OK, it's healthy, but it shouldn't be happening. Yeah. Yeah. Why is that normal? Why is that okay? And 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 someone said, and I, I can't quote who it was or exactly what, but there's become a level of like terror that's okay to inflict on Jews and Israelis. There's yeah. like this level that, like, well, that level's okay. Like, why is that okay? And I asked my government, why is that okay? Good question. You know, why is it not on the news until it happens to Tel Aviv or Israel or I mean, Jerusalem or there's become like a certain and and I feel like that's part of it. This is this happened to the Jews. So, you know, it happened to the Jews. That's okay. Yeah. Well, here we go again. So I know it's appalling to me. And I have friends who stayed in Israel, include, you know, including my husband. And there's a level, okay, we're safe here in terms of rockets, right? But I'm pissed off every day. There's a level of riled upness that that I have being in America that I wouldn't have if I were in Israel. And this right. is part of the reason I moved there, because everybody gets it. I don't need to convince or educate every, anybody. Everyone who's living there gets it. And here, it's like, well, a lot of people get it. But I also meet people who completely but don't. But so get it. many do not, and, and the they think, oh, and the ignorance and it, it's horrible. There's a whole different level of of safety, like emotional safety, that I don't have here. You know what I mean? Like an understanding. Uh, ah, so it's hard. I mean, I'm I'm happy we're here, but but even though we don't have actual rockets, my every sound, my girls are like, "What is that? What oh. was that?" Oh, man. I mean, oh, they're trauma. We're trauma. It's, it's traumatizing. 
the heat kicks on and they hear it. Ima, what was that? Um, and I tell them there's no rockets here. There's no booms here. But they're starting to understand that Israel is surrounded by people that just want to kill us. I mean, they understand that. They understand that. My daughter, um, you know, in, in therapy, she's having bad dreams. She's dreaming about Gargamel in the Smurfs, the bad guy Gargamel right. with guns. And um, she's six. And the oh, therapist God. said to her, who is Israel's Gargamel? Do you know who Israel's bad guy is? And she said, Aza. I mean, they get it. They 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 know. What is Aza? And, oh, Gaza. Gaza. Oh, Gaza. Gaza. Hebrew, it's Gaza. Gaza. I don't know why. In Hebrew, it's Aza. Aza. Right. In English, it's Gaza. And the therapist said to her, you know, and, and who's the hero? Who are the good guys? You know, like the Smurfs. And she pointed to me. Oh, I, I really had a moment of like, okay, I'm protecting them. I'm doing if she thinks I'm the protector, but, but also as a mother, you feel like, what the fuck did I do that? Yeah. This is where I, I raised my children. And I don't know that we're going to go back to our house. I don't know. We're going to go back to Israel, but I have to decide if we're going back there or if we're going somewhere else or, but we, we don't even have a choice right now, which no. so many people don't understand. I don't have a choice. My house is physically there. My pets are still there. Oh no. I wow. miss my cat so bad. And 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 I and I have a female friend who's actually in the um volunteer security staff of my kibbutz. So she's feeds him now and then. And my husband is going back to the house now and then um to take care of the garden. We have a huge, beautiful garden to take care of the garden, to feed the animals. Um, he's not sleeping there. We're not allowed to be like living there. Um, is it be- but- is it because of a safety issue? Because they're afraid yeah. more are, are going to come across? Totally. It's. I don't think it's. They think people are going to come across by ground. But if Israel is still um, um, destroying in Gaza, looking for Hamas and destroying right. Hamas, you're also close. Sending rockets. So there there could be a scenario where you'd have to be in the safe room for the next week. You know, I don't know. I think they're just taking the precautions that right now it's still sort of like an army base. There are soldiers living, um, living around the kibbutz and and tanks everywhere. And, you know, it's still a war. We've had less rockets only because Gaza's not there anymore. We were north and they started, um, they started, Israel started retaliating from the north. Right. So now a lot of the rockets are are coming from the side where, you know, Israel hasn't gotten to yet. Um, and it's less, but it still happens. And you sure. won't see that, you no. know, I, I'm like in the middle of something no. and my phone goes off. Nobody's. You no, know, and I promise you, there are people listening who had no idea that rockets are flying nonstop from Gaza into Israel. All the time. Sure. That sure, That's why done. I wanted you to talk about what life is like there on a good day. And, right. and of course, on the worst day. Right. So on the um, good day, it, it's it's amazing and gorgeous. And, you know, this tiny you have to remember this tiny little country is 75 years old. Look what they mostly the Jews, because that's why so many Arabs want you want to go and live where where the all the success and building is going on. Look what they did with this sliver of desert right they made cherry tomatoes and the usb and curing cancer and there's a funny thing you want to boy marijuana research israel like led the world in in medical marijuana research right Right. solar panel i mean 
There's that great video. You want to boycott Israel? Turn off your phone. Stop <laughs> taking your cancer treatment. You know, so it's like amazing. We have to remember like how long. And then when Israel pulled out, my husband used to go to Gaza for candy, by the way. Gaza was a flourishing, like it was part of Israel and it was just, and he used to go from Ashkelon to Gaza to buy candy. When Israel pulled out, Hamas took the greenhouses and used them to store weapons. Yep. So look what they've done with the land. Look what Israel's done with the land. And one more time, Deborah, before I let you go, Israel. So I, I saw somebody on social media who I probably blocked because I was on a blocking rampage today because I, I've just had enough. Um, Israel is the only democracy in the Middle East. There's, as we heard the son of the Hamas leader say, there are 22 Arab states. There's one Jewish state. Um, but Arabs have citizenship in Israel. There are Arabs in the Knesset. You can hold office. You can have a. They have full rights as as any as any Jew has. Um, my accountant is Arab. The men who build my house are Arab. There's an Arab doctor living in my kibbutz. Uh, Tel Aviv has the biggest gay pride parade that the Arabs come to. Of course, but if you want to be do. gay there, you'll be thrown off the roof. That's I mean, right. yeah, all of that's ignored. All of it. All of it's ignored. All right. This has been a, a lot of information yeah. and, and I cannot thank you enough. Um, I, I think it was really important. You. I thank you for the platform, the place where I'm, I'm able to share it and express it. And, you know, thank this you. is what we need to do is talk, talk no. and speak truth because no. we get too much bullshit and, no. and it's time to put an end to that. And and um, and push back on the lies and the propaganda and the anti-Semitism and the hate. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Israel's not perfect. I'm also not religious. I'm also Israel's not perfect. But but there has to be a huge acknowledgement that Israel is the only country in the world that has to defend defending itself. And why we all need to ask ourselves why this bitty bitty Jewish country. Well, we know why we know why. We need to educate. So it's not the case. Yes. Uh, Deborah, thank you so much. Hug your girls a little extra tight for me, please. And um, and one from me to you. I'm in Arizona, so I can't physically do it. But um, thank Maybe you. We'll visit. It's nice out there. <laughs> <laughs> Come on and visit. 20 degrees today. It's perfect. So. This. Oh, God. And it's gorgeous here. It's like 70. It's like wonderful. I know. I know. Well, if you want to come visit, you got a place to stay anytime. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I will let you know. Thank All you right. so much. Nicole. Thank you. I appreciate it so much. All right. It, the, the Facebook group again, for anyone who wants to join. Mm-hmm. is It's Life on the Border with Gaza. If you put that in Facebook, you should see a picture come up of um, some some wood and these red flowers that we have a red flower festival every year in the South. Life on the border with Gaza, things most people don't know but should. Yes. That's the whole title. But I, I highly recommend joining that group. One of our moderators used to be a reporter. It's just facts, 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 every day an update about what's going on. I'm on there. Just I'm facts. on there now, too. Thank you so much. Uh, we, please stay Thank in you. touch. And and um, I'm here if you ever want to talk. You know, I'm here we, if you want to do this again. Okay. And we will. I'm sure we will. Deborah, thank, thank you. you. All right. Thank you. Have a good one. You Thanks too. a lot. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. And uh, with that, I, I really, there's nothing more I can say. I wanted you to hear from her, um, from somebody who lived there, who lives there, 
who lived through October 7th, who sees what's going on. And, and enough of the people who think they know everything and don't know shit, listen to someone who knows. All right. With that, we're done. Tomorrow's Thursday. Howie Klein will be here. Uh, we will talk domestic politics. Gee, how much fun. And maybe George Santos will be, uh, 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 will be kicked out of Congress because we could use a few, uh, a few fewer liars. Does that make sense? All right. Um, thank you, everybody. Uh, thanks for those of you who hung this whole time. I know we had a smaller audience today than usual. Gee, I wonder why. Thank you for, for being here with an open mind and listening. All right. I'll see you tomorrow. Peace out, everyone.